0: You have to eat the dream, you have to sleep the dream, you have to dream the dream, you gotta touch, you have to see it when nobody else sees it, you have to feel it when it's not tangible, you have to believe it when you cannot see it, you gotta be possessed with the dream, the dream. Yeah. What's up guys and welcome to Straight From The Chess Podcast, my name is Justin Groth and I'm your host. Listen, if you are new to the show, I just want to welcome you. If this is your 200th time tuning back in, I just want to welcome you back. I want to thank you for your time. You're listening here. It means a lot to me. Listen, we have an extremely awesome guest this time. His name is Brett Contreras, otherwise known as the Glute Guy. He's a PhD. He's an overall badass. And uh, we're going to get into it. Brett, tell him who you are, brother.
1: (laughs) First off, thanks for having me, Justin. Uh, Excited to do this. And I also want to apologize in advance, I have the hiccups right now. It's annoying they won't go away, hopefully they do, but anyway, um, all right, so as you said, I'm the glute guy. Funny, I used to be the only glute guy, now there's many, but I created the whole niche. When I started out many years ago, people would say, like, what, your glutes, like, that's it? Like, and I'm I'm thinking, glutes are very comprehensive, you know, it's like, a, you can you can you can have a n- niche with glutes you can specialize in glutes and i was right but i have a funny story i went to this big seminar back in the day and they have this business guru very well known in the industry and um he, you know during the social he comes up to me and he pats me on the shoulder he's like what's your name son i'm like a, my name's Brett he's like what, you know, how can I help you? He's trying to drum up business for himself. himself. And he said, what's your hobby? I said, glutes, and he's like, or no, he, he said, what's your passion? I said, glutes. He's like, no, 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 glutes are a hobby. You gotta have a passion in this industry. You gotta have a niche. And I said, well, it's glutes. He's like, no, you'll never make money through that. You gotta put, find something else. And I, I remember just thinking, God, he's so wrong. And I knew it. I knew it back then. I knew that people cared way more about glutes than The bodybuilding industry does you know male bodybuilders still don't care about glutes but women do and more men are are beginning to as well so yeah i started the niche uh along the way i've done a lot i invented the barbell
0: hip thrust so that's what i want to i want to talk about that because more, more often than not, any gym you go into, you'll see one or two people at least doing the barbell hip thrusts and we can accredit that to you. You started the barbell hip thrust. Yeah. It's, it's odd because it's almost like starting the fucking squat. It, it seems like some, that it that it should be a primal movement. You know what I mean? Really Other, not a
1: day goes by where I'm like, how did I think this up? And I, I want to tell the listeners, a lot of people are skeptical. and. You know i used to post that i you know invented it and no one questioned it but now it's been around for a while people just assume it's been around forever Mm -hmm. Or they'll say my my dad was doing these in the 60s it's really bizarre and i think it ties into this modern culture of like you know cancel culture slash let's just be you know like trolls and pessimistic and like has something to do with COVID. Everyone's just hates everyone right now. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they'll they'll say like, you know, my my dad's been doing that the, since the '60s, and I always my reply is always the same. And I've been do, I've been doing this since I invented it. Anyone says, oh, this was already being done. Now I did my research. Okay, I spent a whole week on Google. Not not like an hour a day. I'm talking like eight hours a day for like five to seven days in a row searching. There's no pictures, no videos of barbell hip thrusts. You know, people did glute glute bridges, body weight, they didn't load them. They also didn't do them from the bench, shoulders elevated. So it wasn't just um, that, it was like the barbell hip thrust, like letting people know you can go heavy on this because I did it for two years with myself, my trainers and my clients. So we were doing 400, you know, five, actually, we were doing 500-pound hip thrusts before I ever wrote about it. That was kind of like when people saw it, they're like, whoa, either this guy's onto something or he's the biggest idiot ever. I'm going to try this out. And then, you know, that was in um, October 12th or 10th of 2006, I think it was 10th, watching a UFC fight. Tito Ortiz versus Ken Shamrock. And I'm like, why isn't he trying to escape? You know, do something, buck, buck him off. I didn't care who won, I just wanted it to be a good fight. I didn't want it to end too quickly. And I thought maybe if, you know, Ken Shamrock had stronger bridging power, he, he could maybe escape better. And I'm like, there should be an exercise for that. So that's what led me to think up the barbell hip thrust. Well, I started giving to my clients and they loved them. You know they loved him. First, it wasn't barbell though. I've had all sorts of ways to load it. it took me a couple couple years to realize well we can do this with a barbell with a padded barbell. So we started using those thick bar pads not for squats. We used them for hip thrusts. And so, I always tell people, if you think this was being done before me, I'm a historian too. I love my industry more than anyone. I live, sleep, breathe, and bleed it. You know, so. If there was someone doing it before me, I would get the biggest kick out of it. I would love I would love to find out like, oh, they were doing this in India in you know, 1930s or something, or some some gym in Brazil thought it up. You'll never find any pictures, no videos, no evidence. It wasn't in any magazines, no books. If it were, and so that's why I always say I say, so there's no pictures, like do you have a do you have any evidence of this? And they say, no. We didn't have camera phones back then. So I I always say, oh, so I can find black and white pictures of squats, deadlifts, lunges, good mornings, you know, step-ups, you know, Bulgarian split squats, bench press, incline press, military press, dips, chin-ups, rows, pull-downs, curls, Olympic lifts. You name it, I can find black and white pictures of it. And I can find pictures from the 50s 60s 70s 80s but hip thrusts were being done and no one ever ever took a picture of it no one took a video clip of it no one put it online no one put it in one of their dvds no one put it in the magazine no one thought to write about it no one put it in the, these strength training books arnold never talked about it you you never see any footage and they go yeah that's right and i'm like what you're just weird weird people out there They're weird. Like, clearly, you're wrong. Just admit it. You're making it up. But that leads to another thing. Why do they care that I invented it? Why are they so, why does that make them mad? That's something I don't understand the psychology of because I don't have that jealousy gene. I'm not a hater, you know, but there are a lot of haters out there and you see them online. And I always just (laughs) kind of see what you, you can learn just as much in this world from like learning from people like what not to do is learning what to do and I've been on social media for what MySpace days <laughs> then it was Facebook and then YouTube Twitter you know Instagram now TikTok I've never been negative to anyone I've never once thought I'm going to go on someone's no matter what whatever I see I never you'll never see me make a comment it's like lol how stupid or lol that's shitty form or something like that i just try to be positive and brighten people's day and that's you know not saying if you disagree you shouldn't be able to disagree just be (laughs) respectful but that's the story of the barbell hip thrust another interesting thing was that all of my heroes you know i was never starstruck by celebrities i liked i met celebrities (laughs) once upon a time a bunch of them I was never like oh my god there's alec baldwin like no way like very comfortable around them but i would meet my strength and conditioning heroes and i was like oh my god oh my god there's this guy and when i invented the hip thrust one by one of them they all start bashing it and these are my heroes oh, no. they all start bashing the hip thrust and and making things up like by now it's pretty evident. It's probably the safest heavy lower body lift there are you can find horrific videos of people doing leg press snapping their legs back it's like the mm-hmm. ug- the most horrific there's two videos like that squats you know deadlifts people pulling their tearing their biceps tearing their hammies like there's just people passing out with deadlifts we, any single leg movement you can fall you know heavy barbell lunges or something hip thrusts you just If it's too heavy, you come up three quarters of the way and you set it back down. It's so safe, so easy to perform, but they would say it's dangerous. They'd be like, the bench can fall over. Like, what? That's never happened. They'd make things up just because they're jealous. And I knew it. And I'm like, this is so, it was just such a letdown for me. And I realized I'm gonna forge my own path. You know, I'm not gonna try and collaborate with any of these guys. And yeah, that's what I did. I forged my own path. I just realized they're not—they're not, they're not going to help me popularize these glute methods. You know, I learned a lot from these guys. I'll always have a much respect for them. But when that happened, I'm like, well, they don't want their—they don't—they no, don't operate based on like truly wanting their people to see the best results. They're territorial, and they—they're in this to be entrepreneurs. Some people emailed me back in the day, of course this guy's gonna bash it. He didn't think of it. And there was one guy who was totally opposite, Dan John. He's a legend in our field. He, he's al- always been so good to me. And he always texts me like, you know, a couple times a year, like, man, I love your stuff. It's helped me so much. And he's always been nice to me. But interesting, a lot of the other guys,
0: sad, because yeah, my, those were my heroes. Well, the way I see it, you're an innovator and you a lot of this goes back to people don't like things that are foreign and you kind of presented something that was foreign to the otherwise known methods in our fitness industry and so when that happens they and you create something you're 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 an innovator here they don't want to credit you for what you've established or what you've created so they knock it you know and that's really what happened with you and it was it took some time for them to for them to realize that you were on the right path and that you had something of gold here but before they accredited you they had to knock you and and really some probably even shame you in some regard right oh yeah and you know that's the problem with with being so passionate about something and having a knowledge grounded in something but not knowing how to really display it and it being nuanced where where you don't really you want, you know, you have the best of intention, you know, you had the best of intentions innovating this and, and really nobody. And that's the, that's kind of the disparaging thing is the fact that your heroes, the people you looked up to or admired in the fitness industry, they were like, fuck out of here, you know? And that's gotta be so discouraging. But But Justin, thank God I'm unshakable. I mean, when I thought of this
1: since the day I thought it up, it's weird, I'm not a religious guy, I'm not a spiritual guy. I'm like, scientist, <laughs> and not saying we can prove something else doesn't exist or out there or not. I'm just saying I'm very logical, I'm not, I don't pray a lot, things like that. But when this happened, when I invented the barbell hip thrust, I went into my garage, tried it out, my glute contracted so hard I did like a set of, you know, 15 on the 12th rep, I'm like, oh my, God, my feel like my glutes can pull it like gets working my glutes so good I was always looking for that I walked out into the front yard I looked up in the sky and I went holy shit from this point forward my whole life does a 180 I'm gonna spend the rest of my years popularizing this movement and I have and I'm unshakable I called my twin brother dude I just had the greatest idea ever it's gonna make me famous, it's gonna make me rich. He's like, quit being an idiot, you know? You're being fucking stupid. And I'm like, no, you don't get it, M- mark my words. And I, am unshakable, no one could tell me, you know, I listen to all these people bash it, and listen to all these people, I'm like, you don't get it. And you needed a popular, like a, sorry, a charismatic, you know, knowledgeable, educated guy to help this. to to popularize it or else it would have fallen flat in the water, you know, it would have gone off the ground. I had to just ignore. And anytime someone would write like a nasty article about the hip thrust, I'd go, okay, how can I one up them? Called my friend BJ Godore for men's health. BJ, why don't we do a special for men's health, a 15 part or like a 10 part, like the top 10 best glute exercises, 10 part series. Hell yeah, let's do it. That reached... That reached you know hundreds of th- thousands of people, whereas their article reached thousands. You know, always said, okay, you're going to do this, I will one up you. I need to think bigger, and that's why I'm always trying to th- think bigger. How how can I get this? You know, how can I popular? How can I legitimize this? And that means getting the PhD. That means working with top bikini competitors. That means having to do all three things right i always say your knowledge and strength and conditioning is a pie chart one third comes from training yourself i'm in here in the gym 45 years old still set in prs i just recently deadlifted 650 i'm still getting stronger it's, it's hard That's after badass. all these years um i'm then the other third comes from training other people Everyone's so different. You gotta learn, you gotta train people in real life, work with a wide variety of people to start to understand the nuances with the art of strength training. And then finally, the other, the last third comes from reading, reading studies, attending seminars, forming friendships with other coaches and scientists and things like that and talking shop and listening to podcasts and attending seminars, things like that. So. If you're only doing two of those three, you say you don't lift. How can you possibly maximize your knowledge if you, you know, lift, but you're behind a keyboard, you don't train other people. You, you're, you're leaving out a big gap. You have to do all three.
0: I agree. Well, and from the hip thrust came business opportunities because you then created your own dead heart, uh, um, sorry, hip thrust platform, bigger circumference weights uh to help glide the bar over your your pelvis more comfortably so you you had all these ventures present themselves from the innovation of the the barbell hip thrust. but with that comes challenges and struggles in and of their own you know these business opportunities or ventures that you go down creating the glute lab you know i mean the glute lab was didn't come to you know the genesis of glute lab was not too long ago right so it's i want to know what are some of the you have an awesome quote by the way you you had one of your posts and on instagram and it was it was centered around the bombardment of distractions so so many of us and i know our listeners have so many distractions and setbacks in life and it just boots them out of their purpose or boots them out of the pursuit or their aim or their meaning that calls them you know for you there the meaning for your life in the well at least back then was I got to get this hip thrust out there I got to generate as much awareness of this hip thrust that I can and then from that propagated opportunities it just and so but if you didn't go through if you didn't if you didn't capitalize on that particular pursuit, I don't think we would know who Brett Contreras really is. And you would not have had the, 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 the story, the testimony to otherwise suspense to the people that really look up to you and admire you for not only what you've created and the hip thrust and all that jazz, but what it took to get here. So tell me about some of the distractions and tell me about some of the challenges that you face opening glute lab, the business opportunities that came about.
1: So many people probably don't know this. I was a high school math teacher for six years. So the challenges started way back then. You know, I'm 45, but I was teaching up until 29 or 30. I had taught for six years. I knew something better was out there for me. I loved being a teacher, but this is when I got my master's degree. Uh, my professor said, Brett, this project you just turned in on strength training. I was a math teacher. She let me do it on strength training. How cool is that? Yeah. I think it's the best I've ever received. And I've been a teacher for 13 years. I've been a professor for 13 years. I have no doubt you're a, a great math teacher but this is clearly your passion life is too short you can't waste it not pursuing your passion i've tried to find this woman i can't i called the school there's no records of her i want to go back and thank her she changed my life when she told me that i couldn't stop thinking about it then i remember telling my mom i think i want to open up a gym i'm just so scared she's kept quoting this field of dreams movie with kevin costner if you build it they will come Brett, you know you're the best. If you build it, they will come. I had no money saved up. I was making 30 grand a year as a teacher. So starting out, all I wanted to do was match what I made as a teacher. If I make 30 grand, I can live. I am so frugal. I don't, I'm in the gym all day long. I don't care about fancy things. To this day, I drive a $5,000 truck. I have for 10 years. I could care less about driving something nicer. You see the jorts, (laughs) get my clothes off. Amazon and the like, I don't care about fancy things. When I make money, I reinvest it in my future or I spoil my family and loved ones, you know? So I didn't care about the money right away. And I had all those guys I told you about, a lot of these guys in the industry that were very marketing savvy and they would email me, they go, Brett, what are you doing? Like you're, You're clearly a very bright guy. You're giving all your stuff away for free. Um, This ebook you sell is way too long. It's, you could be selling this for a hundred bucks. Why 30? Why are you, you're giving out everything. I'm thinking, I'm not giving out any, I got so much more up here. I can't get it out fast enough, but you got the wrong attitude. I feel like I was the first, one of the first people to tell everyone everything. It doesn't matter. I can tell I can give every secret away the second I come up with a product people want it because I write a book glute lab for example it's all in one place they want that on their coffee table you know it doesn't hurt my giving everything away doesn't hurt you I'll do podcasts all the time people still want to see me in seminars they'll probably hear some of the same stories it's okay <laughs> I'm going to teach people stuff and that's where my teaching background comes. I'm always coming out social media thinking, how can I teach people things? So I did that as a blogger, how I have things to teach people. I'm gonna try and be very active as a blogger. Then, then, uh, you know, when social media came around, I'm, I wanna educate people. And if you think of that, you'll always do well on social, social media. Don't worry about your image. Don't think about the money too, too much. Just try to teach people every day. But anyway, the challenges started back then, the distractions back then, it's like, all right, starting up a gym, I, all my trainers like me, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, all my clients like me, I'm getting too busy, I got to train other trainers, but I don't have the time, you know? So I just trained people all the day long, finally I hired two trainers, taught them the ropes, but we're busy training people. My clients are telling me you should be, you should be the channel three news expert, you know, like you sorry, like the strength training expert. You're better than this guy, Chris, whatever his name is. You should be doing that, Brett, Brett, you should be writing for men's health. Brett, you should have a blog. You should be, have a column in, in one of these muscle magazines, Brett. Well, I'm like, how do you, I don't know the first thing about that. How do you do that? I'm too busy training people. So I had to clear up time. So when the housing market collapsed, <laughs> it was actually a good time for me to say, you know what, I'm going to get into blogging and I'm going to start, you know, the thing about blogging and Facebook, Twitter, newsletters, all this. Now you get busier and busier. You get more DMs. I, you get more comments on your Remember Back in the day, you get comments on your blogs, you get actual emails, you get, now it's just DMs <laughs> in your Instagram and stuff. But I t- wore it, I was proud of the fact I never wanted to become inaccessible. I don't want to be too big for my britches where, like, no one can reach me. I'm, I think I'm God, and that's the recipe to be miserable. So I will always try to, you know, I'll be the last guy at the seminar. The la- I'll talk to everyone for two hours after a seminar until the last person's standing because, you know, I would... I'd go to sleep that night feeling terrible if I didn't do, you know, if I just blew everyone off. I don't wanna, you know, people ever think I think I'm too good for, you know, too big for my britches. Because at any point in time, what if Instagram collapses? What if my account got deleted? What if something happened? I'm back to square one. How miserable would you be if you were such a cocky person And had this crazy ego, or if you were spent all your money you made on yourself, and got into like you know some crazy mortgage, (laughs) bought some ten million dollar property that's fifty thousand a month, or something. You know, you have to make that. So I never wanted to get myself into a situation like that. So anyway, with social media, I felt obligated to answer everyone, and I was known for that. Well, then there comes a point in time where you know, especially like getting a million followers on Instagram, you're getting a couple thousand DMs a day. You can't, you're spending five hours. I was spending five hours a night. I'd fall asleep, wake up with a phone in my hand and start at it again. It's not healthy. You can't get back to everyone. It feels, I feel bad about it still, but you can't. So there's always distractions and you can always justify things too, because it's business. If I'm on social media, i'm not just screwing around i'm assessing my competition i'm you know what's this guy doing oh wow i like these posts oh he has a podcast well this is he does a really good job with it should i do a podcast oh i like these types of posts this guy's doing infographics you know they look dumbed down to me but the people are loving them should i do infographics should i do these Videos where I kind of act things out, you know, TikTok. Should I be trying to do TikTok? Well, now I'm learning the green screen on TikTok and doing that. You always have to be evolving, and it's hard and harder when you're 45. You feel like you're in the this, this Stone Age trying to, you know, be, be relevant in today's culture. But I never wanted to be lazy. I will do whatever I can to help popularize the hip thrust. But it was always about that. Along the way, so when i started blogging i thought okay how am i gonna make money i'm gonna sell an ebook i made my own blog banner i designed my own ebook i designed everything back in the day i never had a, I never even had a photographer give do a headshot my twin brother t- took a picture of me you know you didn't spend money back then hell i dropped my first camera we didn't have cam- camera phones back then i dropped my first camera and the audio gave me a slur made me uh, a lisp it made me (laughs) sound really funny I you didn't you just dealt with it you can go buy a new camera so uh, back then I just wanted to match what I made and I think the first year I did I made like probably like 35,000 or something like that year two I made 50,000 year three 70,000 and it's just gone up and up and up and up and up and then I just I've done everything. First, I started a, you know, I I had an ebook, then I started did online coaching for a while, then I did a subscription, um, you know, Get Glutes (laughs) with two of my (laughs) colleagues. And I wrote books, then I started up a research review. You know, I I had my own podcast for a while. I've tried everything. I opened up a gym, um, I started selling fitness equipment, I I changed to a new pay website, a membership site, and that's where I make most of my money from, is from Booty by Brett. And I have the BC Strength, which is all the equipment, glued equipment, but I never, like, when when I'm talking to my partners, they always get mad at me, because they're like, we need to sell this for, you know, our price from China, when you take everything into account, is, you know, is, you know, whatever, say, $120, $120, so we should sell it for four or five hundred. I'm like, no, nah, I feel like this looks like it's 300 bucks. Well, Brett, that's not even three times markup. I know, but. Who cares? I don't right? care. Why do I have to mark it up times four like everyone else? Mm-hmm. You know, and my products are awesome. I have such a, an amazing team and we, we care about quality. We care about good customer service. I spend so much freaking money ordering all this stuff so I have it in stock so that you buy something from me you get it within like a week. How cool is that? Mm. Back in the day I had to wait. remember my first big order I spent like, I don't know, 13 grand or 15 grand and I had to wait nine months for that order to come in. Like, I thought it was never going to come. I never wanted to be like that. So I try to have really good customer service and good quality and then you know i've always under like charged less than i could you know when i do seminars i could probably charge a thousand bucks i charge 400 for a one day seminar or or 600 for a two day seminar and i make sure they get their money's worth you know um but i never i just always wanted to i know what it's like to be a teacher for example making 30 grand a year you don't have a lot of money so i never wanted to you know, take advantage of my customers. So it's never about the money, but the money came. (laughs) It sure did come down the road. Took a lot of years. I wasn't making really good money to the last like four years. But when there's passion and relentless work ethic, I think I've worked on average of, you know, 15 hours a day for 15 years. It's just what I do. And you know, the cool thing about that is when you're working you're not spending you know what i do every night turn on netflix it's my favorite thing i put on netflix and i read research and answer emails while i have a movie going (laughs) you know still working though
0: well one of the things that i love about you is that you're very very genuine and it's conveyed through any of your instagram posts any of the videos that you do you're just a very genuine authentic guy and The fact that you want more people to have your product and you don't care as much about the monetary end, that's the thing that, I mean, I'm going to go on a limb here and say this, but that's the thing I think that keeps winding up in, you know, in perpetuity for you in the future. Yeah. You know, it's the reason why you're able to attract the masses with what you have it's your genuine character that's displayed that people gravitate towards and it has a lot to do with your background your story I mean how old you are too because Let's be honest, a lot of 20 and 25 year olds that are coming up, all they know is Instagram. So all yeah. they know is being fake. All they know is highlight reels and putting on a show. And they don't really know reality. They don't really know digging in their themselves in the ditches and trying to and really finding out what they're made of and the true grit that makes character. And so when you talk on your videos or when you help people in videos, that genuine character is displayed and it's conveyed through the message for whatever you're doing whether it's a seminar or it's a tutorial whatever and people love that shit because you're relatable you're not some up here like in your words too big for your britches you convey that you're not you convey that you're that you're that you're down here with us and you want and you're you're just a genuine overall great guy and that's the thing that draws people towards you and if you have a genuine product that has massive value you don't even have to talk about it. You just, you just, you just give it to the public and give your message along with it. And people take what that is. Take people, take it for what it is. And you're dispensing with genuity and authenticity and you want people to be just fucking better. Right. And that's, that's definitely taken out of your message.
1: Well, that's what I always wanted, like to be the, the people's champ. Like I'm, I'm in here training with you guys. I'm trying to set PRs. I'm doing the same, you know, types of workouts I prescribe and I'm, I'm doing my abduction stuff too. (laughs) I use the glute, my glute loops three times a week. I love them. Um, most men don't do that. You know, (laughs) I'm, I, I don't, I'm still in the gym. I don't have to be in the gym ever. I don't, I like the knowledge. How am I going to innovate if I get Spoiled, if I get fat on my on my my money and buy some you know house on the beach, quit going to the gym, quit training people. Just I'm just online. How am I going to learn? You do that, you're you you stop progressing. Same if I quit reading research, I stop. I don't want to stop. I'm got a lot of good years left in me in this industry, and. I don't have a wife and kids I'm single I don't care about you know if I meet someone great I could care less happy to be single I'm more productive <laughs> being single um, I and so I go to sleep thinking about my clients you know oh, I haven't heard from Amanda in a while I need to get on her case <laughs> she's She's not. I don't think she's training as hard as she should be right now. And I go to sleep thinking about them, and I care about my clients, you know, fitness and strength as much as they do, <laughs> more than anyone else in their lives. It's cool to have someone like that. It's cool to have someone who's you know, and and so my house in Las Vegas right now. It's a I bought a, a house with you know it has four bedrooms and then there's an upstairs too. So I can have. Um, I've had. You know weekend getaways where we have 25 people come and stay there and it's centered around weightlifting and we have a fun time but they can always always come stay with me if they want and we'll train hard as hell and they and, and it's a nice peaceful place it's in North Vegas there's no sound it's so quiet I got a nice big backyard with a pool and I have a garage gym there. There's also a treadmill that, you know, looks, the, faces the TV. There's, you know, they, they, if, if I have competitors, they want to go there d- during peak week because you want to get away from your house so you don't feel obligated to run errands. So you come to my house, I've got a jacuzzi, I've got a steam room, I have a tanning booth. <laughs> you can tan. <laughs> you can tan there, you can pose in the mirrors in the gym or I have this other mirror that's great you, you you got a, a place to stay that's perfectly conducive to your goals and I love that I love having that for my for my people and you know right now I'm training this kid Ashton I mostly train women but I've been training more men lately and this kid Ashton I met him when he was 17 now he's 18 he weighs you know 220 the kid <laughs> just I think he's been training with me for, just over four months, but I I, I picked, I, I, I scouted him. <laughs> he was at the gym, and I'm like, this kid could be so strong if he had a good plan. If I took him under my wing, he's now squatting 605 and deadlifting 650. I mean, Shit. the kid's a freak, biggest quads. And I'm going, God, if I just keep him injury free, where is he going to go? Where is he going to be in two years? Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So I've reached that age where I'm trying to give back. It's not about me so much anymore it is, it's, it is, as it is my clients and my, my legacy now. Now I'm, cons- you know, I want to do a documentary, kind of like show how the hip thrust came to be and how it, it's not just about the hip thrust though. It's all my methods, like, like all the glute, the w- weighted glute bridge, hip thrust, frog pump, People don't realize this, but the way the glute dominant back extensions, turn your feet out around your back, I came up with that. Half the stuff our industry does for glutes, it came from me. You know, it's, um, no one knows that. I see people doing extra range sideline hip abductions, I thought those up. I see people doing sideline hip raises, I thought those up. Half the band exercises I popularized. And, It used to be you always give credit. You always give credit where credit was due. That's the way it used to be. So these kids you talk about who all they know is Instagram, Instagram and Facebook has really made the world a better place in some ways, but the world a much worse place in some ways. There's no penalty for stealing content. You know, in in college, you get in trouble for plagiarizing a sentence. You steal one sentence, you can get kicked out of college. (laughs) But you have people stealing your whole identity on Instagram. I mean, why, why, if you had a kid and you just want him to do well, if all you cared about was money, I would say, son, don't go to law school. You don't go to medical school. Don't get your PhD. That's a very expensive endeavor. Just find the top three people in whatever field that interests you oh you're going to jiu-jitsu you like jiu-jitsu okay find the top three guys and just copy them to a T. if you ever get called out just block and delete that person if they call you out block and delete it doesn't matter they there's nothing they can do to you they can't affect you if they call you out in this day and age they they look bad how did how because that's the modern world would be like oh my god you're big and popular and this person's just trying to get ahead why do you care why do you care if they steal your stuff without crediting but now i'm not just talking steal their stuff like there's people who verbatim te- like they watch someone's videos and then they 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 do the video the same way with they teach it the same exact way it's pretty crazy and there's no penalty for that so you could get very popular you, 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 you say, let's use the ju- jiu-jitsu example. You never even really have to do jiu-jitsu. You could just do a couple of years, enough to be able to teach the stuff. Pretend you're a black belt. You, you, someone says, prove it, you know, block, delete them. I don't have to prove anything. Pretend you're a black belt, then when the person calls you out, just, yeah, block, delete, just keep stealing their stuff, keep stealing their content over and over and over. Eventually see there's this death to the practitioner you you will be able to come out with more content than them because they're actually in the 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 gym they're in the studio actually teaching jiu-jitsu and practicing jiu-jitsu you're not you're just pretending you're watching their stuff you're stealing it so you can you can beat them the practitioner is dead it's now the people who are almost popular in in any field are the people who have the most time for social media you how many guys are like me who actually actually train people throughout the day (laughs) there aren't many because just pretend you train people you know there's all these fake trainers out there fake everything so yeah just using the jujitsu example yeah yeah, just get cameras around your house because if these guys ever come trying to rough you up now you have it on video you, you can sue them that's the modern way like yeah. there's no coat there's no honor there's no crediting you know i got mad at one of my my clients the other day i saw a post she, she did and it was i know where it came from it came from this other guy and i called her up i'm like what are you doing what do you mean if you ever do that again i'm gonna be really pissed like really pissed i won't want anything to do with you what are you talking about that's not your post. You stole it from this person. Well, I redid it. I redid it in my own colors and fonts. It's the same exact infographic. She didn't even know that. That's in her mind. That wasn't even unethical. So it's just crazy. And so, she knew of the post, though. Yes, she mm. she put side by side and just you know recreated it, and then. Saw nothing wrong with it. She wasn't trying to be shady. She doesn't even know. Is she younger? Yeah. Okay. That's the younger crowd for you. Right. Because, because tra- here, here's, here's the deal. I waited 10 years of being a train till I ever wrote a, a blog post or a social media post about strength training. I had owned a gym. I had invented exercises. I had invented a piece of equipment, the scorcher. Before I ever wrote posing as an expert, you know, I actually wanted to wait till I had expertise now it's different now if you do one bikini competition you train bikini competitors you know if you if you lift weights you're a train. everyone's an online trainer i used to get tagged 20 times a day people showing off their glute development from me oh my god brett Contreras, i you know i did his program look at my results now it's like one a day of fat it's reduced by over a factor of 20 why those people do my programs and they oh, i'm not going to credit brett i'm going to pretend i'm going to be i'm you know they have their uncle say, "Wow, well, you got a nice butt you should become a, a online trainer you know you can make a fortune to everyone you could. oh my friend makes a fortune doing this so everyone wants in on it so everyone has a side job everyone has like a side hustle going on they're all trying to make an extra buck so there's no crediting here's the funny thing about crediting <laughs> Go count up how many people I tag on my Instagram posts. Over the last five years, I'm a tagging machine. I'm a crediting machine. I credit whenever I can. Does it hurt my career? No. It's their own perception. It's their own own insecurity. You can tag. You can credit away. It just makes you look better. Mm. But they don't realize that. But it's a different world out there now. And uh, I don't even know how I got on this. It's all right. That's what this podcast is.
0: Is is off the cuff, man, and 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 part of the reason why, like before we jumped on, you started talking about some things, and I was like, well, hold it, Brett, let's save it for the podcast because that's where it's best displayed is is when we're we're talking in real time and people can relate to what we're saying, all the hiccups, no pun intended, <laughs> and uh, and just everything that that goes along with general regular conversational exchange, man. So want to I want to I, I talk real quickly I want to go back to what you were talking about with um, how you know the different opportunities that surrounded glute lab and your different endeavors and you have now which is a massive feat for most trainers most anybody uh, and it's a it's a, a certification strong lifting certification so I want you to talk about that
1: so how this came to be during the quarantine um, I remember thinking oh god i'm screwed i'm i just moved into this new house i'm bored <laughs> i have to be at the gym i have to be training people i got a quarantine i was supposed to see nobody for you know back then, it was supposed to be like 30 days <laughs> and i remember well at least i have a gym i can go to the gym i don't have to do these bodyweight workouts i'm telling everyone to do <laughs> you know <laughs> at least i don't have to do push-ups and bulgarian split squats <laughs> endlessly all right so i was trying to stay positive i still got the gym I, remember I trained here alone and i'm like god oh, this is i have it a lot i have it yes i still have to pay full rent five thousand two hundred fifty bucks for this little 1800 square foot place but happy to do that just so i don't have a place to go every day and train and i don't lose my mind staying in my house alone you know my mental health wasn't <clears throat> i was worried about it you know so all of a sudden i get a call from my client allegra and she's like brett you know me like (laughs) i'm gonna go crazy i i have to train can i lift with you i'm like sure so we started lifting together well we i was training her every day and i she started seeing such crazy results then i just came up with the allegra pr plan you know i i made a system out of it and we we had it, it it was a well oiled machine she crushed it she saw amazing results so then the other girls start coming to me and they're like you know god what's allegra doing and i'm like she's doing the allegra pr plan <laughs> can can i can i do it so i start giving all my girls that well all of a sudden i re- when you know when the quarantine starts l- l- relaxing and i can train more people then one day i'm sitting there and going holy crap like my girls are freaking str- strong. I've got some freaks. Like, they're freakishly strong. So I thought, you know what? Let's do a competition. Well, at first I was just thinking of hip thrust competition, but then I'm like, I like, I've always liked powerlifting, but, um, you know, I love bench squat deads, but I love military press chin ups and hip thrusts. I like six lifts, not three, and I think they do a much better job of building the physique. Now you could say, well, powerlifters still—they do, do pull downs and rows. They might do hip thrusts. They might do—it's not the same when it's not an actual lift that you do in competition. So, so I have girls that can do a chin up with 75 pounds around their waist. You know, you watched a girl do a 45-pound chin. That's the norm here. You know, so my—you know—when you do chin ups that way, your back gets jacked. <laughs> When you train bench, you're gonna get pecs and tries. When you do military, you're gonna get awesome shoulders. When you do hip throws, you're gonna get amazing glutes. When you do squats, quads, deadlifts, you know, hammies, but there's a lot of overlap there too. Squats, deads, and hip throws all work the glutes. uh, But yeah, so I started doing these strong lifting. I called it strong lifting. I started doing these competitions and it was so much fun. Training for these was amazing. My girls were just in heaven because we would, you know, everyone was so cooped up. So we went to Miami, we did the first competition. It's like taking your team, you know, your squad, and you're so proud of them. And then we went to Tulum, you know, and then we'd had one here, but they all got so strong and their physiques, their physiques were incredible. Only several of them were, bikini competitors a lot of them were just everyday lifters you know and all of a sudden i'm like they look like they could go step on stage in 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 six weeks if they wanted you know they just need to diet down a little bit but they built the muscle so i truly think that most people would see better physique results if they trained for strong lifting than they did say for a bikini because you have nothing forcing you to get stronger a lot of people just do the same thing you know week in week out they don't push themselves this gives you a goal. It gives you a reason to keep progressing. It's better than powerlifting for physique purposes, but it's very similar. I think powerlifters would love strong lifting, but I gotta get it popular. Well, the first step was create a certification, then start trying to have more events and have people have their own events. So uh, it's my first certification, very proud of it. I did it with my, co- uh, my co-author, Glenn Cordoza for Glute Lab. He's a lot like me, just loves detail. He loves to be comprehensive. We're both kind of annoying like that because things take us, the book took us two years and this took us one year. You know, we're very slow with things because we want to be comprehensive, but people can expect quality. They're gonna learn, they're gonna like it, you know.
0: I love that. And this is uh, like a six or 12 week program? No, you can probably,
1: I mean, I, I could bust it out in a few days if i wanted it's mm. you know it's not like a rigorous course like up a, like a, the cscs it's we, we assume you know a little bit already and then you come in and you you already know a little bit about strengthening issue now you're just learning all the programs and the systems and mm. how, with, how to coach the lifts
0: so yeah i love that um i know you got to run man i know you have dinner plans and um i just want to thank you for your time brett and Uh, if people, people probably already know your handle, but if, if you, if they don't, I'd like you to, to, to tell them your handle and tell them where they can reach you and even find that training program.
1: It's at Brett Contreras one for Instagram. And then I have the, you know, the, um, the link to all the, the link tree to all my things. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I try to be very active. Like I send out a newsletter regularly with all the content I'm coming out with. Try to step it up lately and start blogging again. I started TikTok uh, more recently, going back into YouTube. So, I'm trying to be give out as much good content as I can, so people can find that. And if they don't remember Brett Contreras, you just type in
0: "Glute Guy," I come up. Glute Guy, I love it. Hi, right, brother. I appreciate you, man.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Done.